One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Did anybody immediately think of a potty joke when you think of the word streaming? No. We are live. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do. You cut me off. I was just about ready to say something. You could say something. At well, your, I'm 58 streaming. I, I say, wish. Your, 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 <laughs> I'm like a rainbird. That's exactly <laughs> what. It takes about 20 minutes to get streaming. Yeah. <laughs> you there be, we go. Nope, all done. You should be proud. No, damn it, I wasn't done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Wet spot on the pants. Anyway. <laughs> or if they're a colored cycling shirt, then it's just like a window so everybody sees Never. what religion you were. Never. I, I really? drove yeah. over from Hoquiam today. And, and you peed I in the car? To, no, I had to stop three <laughs> times. I'm like, fuck, I got old man bladder. Yeah, yeah. Here it comes. Three what, times. Is that because of all the LaCroix? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and coffee. Okay. I do drink a lot of coffee. All right. Well, I'm supposed to play this cheesy oompa music, but, but I'm not going to because it's outdated. It outdated. says we broadcast on Tuesday. So, hey there, everyone. No cheesy self-composed garage band music today because I just noticed the cheesy intro actually stated the wrong night for our live bo- broadcasts. See how I repeated myself even because I wrote all this before now. This show is streamed live on YouTube and Podbean. If you want to participate in the chat or even call in, free, feel free to get involved via the Podbean app which is free, or even the YouTube live stream. The Pack Filler is live every Monday at 6 o'clock Pacific time and, of course, available on every podcast platform there be. Now let's get to the Pack Filler podcast. This episode supported by some of our very good friends at Gooder. Gooder sunglasses. If you get the joke, get Gooder. If you go for style, get Gooder. If you want to glam out, get Gooder. If you, <laughs> be sure and check out the full and ever-changing lineup at Gooder.com. Also, thanks to the great gang at Giant. See all the G's? Oh, Carson's pointing at his toque right now. It's not a toque, but it's a hat. Bikes for all terrain, speeds, and styles. Don't forget their helmets, tools, and brilliant shoes, just to name a few of the offerings that your local Giant dealer has waiting for you. Check out everything at GiantBicycles.com, including the hat that the diva himself is wearing right now. And now, let's do this. Is the theme going to be hot? It's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Oh, God. You guys should see what I see. Carson's tonguing the camera. I'm sorry to everybody on on our YouTube feed. (laughs) Is that how you clean your lens? 
I don't know. I don't know if that's clean. Well, everybody, the Grand Tour time is upon us. The weather is finally agreeable for regular rides, and the races are slowly, if not creatively, creeping into the calendar. It's almost like summer is in the air. We've got people to introduce, and the group is as big as I think it is when I prep for this show. It is a bigger group than most group rides I've been on in over a year. So in honor of that, let's introduce each of us as if we were a stereotypical group ride guy or girl. First and foremost, he's the one that planned the route. Might change it midway just to mess with your poor fitness level, Mr. Paul Main. <laughs> Hi, Pat. Second of all, he's the guy that shows up. You're not sure who he is, and he proceeds to outride you, even on your favorite stress stretches, and takes all your fucking Strava KOMs at the same time. Jackson Bulger. Wow. Hello. Yeah. You better be training, pal, because I'm putting you on a pretty high pedestal here. It's, yeah, it seems yeah. like it. Yeah. yeah. Third, he's the guy who starts a story just as the pace picks up, so you really never get to hear the whole thing. Jack Broadhead. <laughs> Wow. I, I thought it was going to be much meaner than that. No, I'm, I'm feeling kind of nice. Fourth, he's the guy who totally is kitted out, out sprints you at the city limit sign, but still has the audacity to compliment you on getting second. Karsten Hagen. How are you, diva? Yeah, he can't hear a fucking thing from him because the audio is too high, but we'll get him once I pot it down. Me, I'm the guy who uses every excuse in the book, even if they contradict themselves throughout the entire ride. I'm Pat Bulger, and welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast. First off, I made it to the end of the theme on that one. That was a long theme, and I was yelling too, wasn't I? I was yeah. kind of, I got a little excited. Yeah, most people hung up. It's called projecting. <laughs> it's called projecting. projecting. Speaking See? of that. Uh, the, it's like he graduated. Yeah, the theater major. Let's welcome up. Jackson back to the studio, oh. even if only for a limited engagement. How are you, dude? Good. Yeah, it's good to be back for the for these two weeks before we got to go back to our den yet again. Den. <laughs> so many comments I could make. Let's also <laughs> welcome back Karsten. How are things going with the diva? Dude, did you get kicked out of your home because you're sitting in front of an RV right now? I am. I, uh, yes, I uh, was uh, kicked out of my neighborhood, actually. My HOA uh, kicked me out for walking around naked in my kitchen. <laughs> really nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm here out on the road alone. Oh, Mono with me. Yeah. Chris Horner didn't have anything to do with the HOA or something like that. He's just You were standing oh. out front of his house going, hey, five star. He is no longer my neighbor. Damn. the divorce. But now my neighbor is Cam McCall, famous pro uh, mountain bike dude. Yeah. So I, I was managed to live by somebody who's better than me. Well, it's <laughs> 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 oh man! So everybody, uh, this is the question I started every show with: How's the riding? Who's been riding? And how much? Jack Broadhead is already shaking, shaking his head. head. Don't even shaking go to his me. head. Skip no, me. we're going with you first now. Jack, what's wrong? Just, Jack, talk uh, to us. I'm too busy working too much. Jack. I know. I'm not making time for my bike. Hey, you got a theme for that? Jack, we're here. <laughs> Jack, tell us why you aren't on, why you're having such a hard time with your current cycling state. Well. Jack, we're here. I know. I don't know. I just, I'm in a slump already. Slumping. I know. Sick, <laughs> sick excuse. It sucks, dude. I'm sorry to hear that. I know. Life gets in the way. You do. You Sad. can make eye contact. It's okay. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to forgive you. Crying. I'm going to forgive you, Jack. I'm going to forgive you. Um, Carson Hagen, how's your riding life been? Good. 
yeah. good actually. Um, just uh, was over here at the coast uh, for the weekend uh, watching uh, two gravel races. Got a decent ride in yesterday. Um, yeah, I'm just riding probably nine, my usual like eight, nine hours a week. Shit. Where are you? Uh, right now I'm in Florence, Oregon. Where oh, my mom I was in was. Florence on Sunday. You were? Uh, Saturday. Saturday, yes. Saturday. Sorry. Fucked up. Wow, dude. What? Dude. You guys could have gotten together. Dude. Yeah. We could have gone on a sand rail oh. ride together. Oh, no, what? right on. Yeah. What's a sand, sand rail? No. It's a uh, buggy. Weather's good. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful out there that day. Eight or nine hours a week, you're getting more than I am, I think. Yeah. Definitely. More than that. What? It's I always get more than you. Oh, always gets more than me. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. That's yeah. fine. That's I fine. You on Strava. I always follow, I follow on, you on Strava, and I always add an extra hour. So I get at least <laughs> one more hour than you. <laughs> All right. That's fair. No, I understand. You know, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. That's cool. That's cool. Um, Paul Maine, how's your ride life been? Uh, okay. Um, since last weekend was a, I buggered up a little bit. Um, went out Tuesday, grabbed about fifty, Ooh. Uh, and then we rode together on Saturday. We did almost sixty, and then uh, I rode uh, Seven Hills yesterday. Nice. Yeah, with you did do Seven Hills. Yeah, you did with uh, Andre. Andre. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yep. Oh, good. I'm glad you got very it. Very slow. Did you? Very slow. Yeah. I was tired. I was too. Mm-hmm. You want to know the worst part is I think the most fatigued I was from the entire week was today, and that was because I cleaned out my carport and I swept. (laughs) I I was pushing a push broom. I'm not going to lie. Also, I tend to pull push brooms, and I know it's because you're left handed. Is that it? Oh, I I just made it up. But I (laughs) I pull my push broom, and because it's just easier for me to get into the little nooks and crannies, and so I pull it. And I woke up this morning feeling like absolute garbage. My whoop said I was okay, but I I felt terrible. I got two rides in this week. That's it, just two. And Carson got an hour longer. Jackson Bulger, how was how's the riding been, Chief? We got a big ride coming up, man. We do, yeah. Um, Just enough for a handlebar bag. Which was on today when I went. Um, I on his road bike. Yes, yes. Um, (laughs) Did you have pockets on your shorts yet? No. You get some shorts. No. I'll tell you what though. It's it's a it's a tool that I love to have on days or rides that I don't need to go like all out like a group ride. I would I would not put it on or like a race. I would never put it on except if it's the other people will see you. Yeah. Okay. But no, it's been good. Today I went out for just a little bit, um, and then last week was tough because I was traveling here, and it was like last week was a pretty big week in school, yeah. so getting as much as I can with the time I have. But once this Friday rolls, or, or once this Wednesday rolls around, I'll be able to do a lot more. You and I just both signed up for a big dummy thing, too. Yeah. We're doing the 10-hour mountain bike race. Oh, nice. Uh, not this upcoming weekend, but next weekend, the weekend after. As a two-man team, so that should be really stupid. Uh, because I know the, the the guys over at Bike Hub uh, put it together. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh Topsrud and Chris, I think Chris Andreessen had something to do with it. And chances are it'll have some technical sections, and you and I will probably suck donkey balls on that. But, <laughs> but anyway, it should be a good ride. It should be a good race. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. 
Uh, Carson, you got any events on the summer calendar other than, oh, no, dude, I got to work. You going to do any actual, like, you signing up for a race? That's what we, we all kind of made a promise a few weeks back that we were all going to do some races, but we didn't throw you under that bus. And Jack is, Jack sucks ass at it. And <laughs> <laughs> up for is Rebecca's private Idaho, which yeah. has uh, been a constant. Um, other than that, uh, I don't, we just started our Tuesday night rides up again. Um, oh. So I'm doing those and those are, as you guys know, are pretty damn fast. They are fast. Yeah. Uh, and Saturday morning rides as well, but I, I got no races on the calendar other than RPI yet. Anyway, that looks like a really cool race though. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I have been in contact with Rebecca Rush's people. In fact, I spoke and I, I want to come out right now onto the show and apologize for uh, the person who's who's I've been working with, I think her uh, era is is Rebecca's person who books these things for, her. and uh, I I didn't get the last two emails, and I was supposed to have Rebecca on the show tomorrow, uh, do an interview tomorrow, but mm. um, neither of us spoke to each other for about a month, so I was like, oh, I guess it's off, and then um, this person contacted me today and said, um, what's going on? You're usually really good at communicating. And I went, um, okay, that's I not did. what your yeah. wife says. Well, that's different. This is business, man. This is business. Yeah. So, um, so hopefully we'll get Rebecca on here pretty soon. Um, so that thanks to the friends at the Bike Hub and Josh for putting on that event. By the way, um, I don't think I have any immediate contact information for it. If you live in the Spokane area, I guess Facebook. Or something They've like got that. an Instagram. Do they? Yeah, they got an Instagram. I should probably be a little bit more organized and say something like that, but I'm not. First Wednesday <laughs> night races this weekend, uh, this week. Jackson and I are doing speaking of mountain bikes. Sorry to bore you guys with our off road stuff, but uh, um, our my good friend Eric and uh, and the one and only Gino Lisecki are putting on their, again their Wednesday night race. It was a series that has been done for every year. It's great, great format. Usually, it's a Mass start, one lap or two lap, uh, kind of a format, uh, staggered for age groups and stuff like that. Uh, gets great numbers. Usually they have a beer garden at the end. A, a brewery donates beer, and, and you get to have a couple beers at the end. And we have random prize drawings from all the local shops. This year, because of COVID, it's a little different. It's set up in this format where it's um, it's, a, uh, it's, it's a staggered start. Basically, I think they only allow a certain amount of people to go at a time. And it's more of a time trial, kind of like what we're going to be doing i'm going to be doing here uh it once once our races kick in but hey it's a bike race we get to go it's hard actually really what it turns into a mountain bike race. mountain bike race is time, time trial, trial. Anyway. it is more I mean, or less a really you just hard gotta time fight trial. for the first corner yeah yeah that, that's kind of kind of what it is. is you're right so um we're also seeing various um and i call them i put it in quotations drop rides happening around the area i don't know what what uh everybody else who listens to the show is but our community starting to have those and i, I love seeing drop rides the no drop rides, I, I I understand what they're doing, but to be honest, it's like I want to go, I want to, I want to go hard, and if you know, and I understand that shops have a tendency to do no drop because they don't want to discourage people and things like that, but I don't know, I'd, I'd like to see more of them. We just did the one ours, mm -hmm. but I think it'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm really not asking any questions. Any uh, so uh. Welcome everybody by the to uh, the new club and and team pack filler members. Swag is going out this week. It is gooder time. The gooder time is among us, and I'm going to be sending those out here this week. So if you signed up, guess what? You got a pair of glasses coming. Uh, before we get to the headlines, 
I do want to send out a, uh, a tribute, and one of the reasons why um, we've got this group gathered here today, and Carson was able to take time out of his vacation, um, and 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 talk about a, a little tribute moment on the show. It came to our attention recently that an old friend um, to several here, you know, very much so um, to Jack and Carson, uh, Mr. Noel Zankelly. Zankelly or Chelly? Correct me if I'm wrong. I just knew him as Noel all these years. I think he went by Zan Kelly. Oh, Zan Kelly. Thank you. Um, unfortunately, uh, an untimely uh, left us. He passed away. Um, he was a teammate to both Karsten and Jack, and a uh, really overall uh, great guy. Karsten, uh, I know you wanted to speak personally about Noel and, and your relationship with him and things like that and provide, and maybe you and Jack could kind of provide us with, a, you know, kind of those fun stories that I, I think are always kind of cool. You know, for not everybody might know him or have known him, but sometimes it's always fun to have that bike riding buddy story. So if uh, if any of you guys have something, we'd I'd love to hear it. I met Noel when uh, we were both fifteen, and we were doing this uh, uh, bike racing camp that was put on by Steve Poulter um, in nineteen eighty six, eighty five, eighty six, something like that. And um, <clears throat> we met each other there, and. Uh, he was immensely talented, way more talented than me. So Steve kind of took him under his wing. Um, but he also had the biggest personality of any 15 year old kid I've ever met in my life. He's uh, incredibly funny um, and uh, loud, um, but, you know, just really approachable and uh, um, also just really damn fast and uh, kind of an inspiration to. Uh, a lot of the other C- Seattle kids, <clears throat> um, he, you know, he made it farther and, uh, he went to the OTC just like you, me, Pat. Sure. Uh, um, <clears throat> took that and went farther with it. And he ended up on grannies with you, Jack, which you can probably talk about more. Yeah. Was that his, was he a part of that origination of grannies? Yeah. 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 So, so I met Noel, he actually rode. When I rode uh, for the Mike Morgan team, Noel actually was a junior oh, yeah. on that. So that's where I actually got to know him. What the hell was the name of that team? Um, Rainbow, Rainbow Cycles. Cycles. Was yeah. it Rainbow Cycles? Yeah. Okay. So he, when we were. <laughs> Paul you know, knew it. Yeah, I know. I, I, I had forgotten. Back that, when Reebok's um, name yeah, was on I, I saw, Yeah, I saw yeah. A, a picture in a collage, um, you know, recently on Facebook of Noel. And um, so we became friends through that. And then when I moved to Seattle. Um, that was like the, the start of grannies was, uh, basically Noel's girlfriend in high school. Um, his dad bought companies and, and made them better, you know, basically took a a struggling company and, and turned it into something. And, um, his, he was very wealthy. And, uh, so he bought granny's gourmet muffins and Noel was a bike racer and, and he wanted to do something as far as, you know, sponsoring a team, you know, on the next level. And, um, so Noel at that time approached me about riding, um, you know, with basically his, his team that he was forming. Um, I ended up moving into his mom's basement, which is a bike racing thing to do. Maybe some people don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Patricia's basement. Um, it's got a sitcom name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, another day in Patricia's basement. Yeah. So, I mean. You know, Noel, what Carson said about Noel, very, very funny, um, uh, uh, bright-eyed, you know, um, it, it, when I think about it, it's kind of hard to 
imagine somebody that's got so much life, you know, yeah. not being with us anymore. That's that's kind of a strange, um, you know, such a personality. It's such a healthy personality. I sure. guess is is my, you know, is my my takeaway from. And I haven't seen, I hadn't seen Nolan since I quit bike racing, but. Um, anyway, I lived in his basement. I picked him up after school a couple times at, uh, when he went to high school. Um, that doesn't sound creepy at all. It was weird. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, no, he's, it was, it was Did good. You pull up out front like, no, <laughs> we're late for the orthodontist. I think, I think his girlfriend probably piled in there too, in the car, <laughs> you know, probably the back. Um, but anyway, uh, no, he was, he was a great, great guy. I mean, he was a great kid at the time and, and, um, you know sort of selfless with cycling. I sure. think, I, I think he, you know, was super passionate about cycling. I know he had some issues that, that kept him from continuing bike racing, but, um, yeah, it was, it was shocking. I mean, I'm still sort yeah. of shocked about it yeah. just, just because of the personality. It, it just doesn't seem like it's, we don't want to make Possible. this. We don't want to make this a, a, a sad affair. So, um, just in the in the short amount of time we have for this, um, anybody got something kind of funny or you know something that for the for the average listener who's might be having to listen to this who didn't know Noel, let's let's talk about something that might be kind of a that one time when you know he liked to show know, his hair. Carson's butt. got his. There we go. <laughs> so Hairy ass comments. I used to stay in Pat's basement all the time when I was a kid. Um, we we. Uh, you know, we, Noel, and I, Noel and I were really close when we were, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old. And Noel was also very, very hairy, extremely <laughs> hairy. Um, and uh, there's pictures of it, of this on the Internet. But um, <laughs> oh, geez. I was with him uh, the night he shaved his legs for the first time. And uh, it took him three hours. And the amount of hair left over. Neither one of us were wise enough to, you know, to realize that you probably should start with an electric razor and get all oh, the, you know, the, the dander off. No, 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 no. We went through. He, he, we not we. I did not help. <laughs> yeah, I was, see, you keep and, saying yeah. we like you're a part of this story. And it's like, what were you? You, you know, think so, me picking I, up at school, him up at school yeah, was yeah, weird? Yeah, I helped him shave his ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> his 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 uh, looks like i put i put this on facebook his bath bath looked like a, a, a grazing yak when he was done it was unbelievable how much hair he shaved off his legs and i'm sure for him it was a daily struggle but uh that's a good one bill there we go yeah that, i love that these have nothing to do with bike racing total more or less yet but uh, oh, oh yeah shaving his legs for other reasons other than bike racing when he was uh, 16 years old anything else you want to add to to his memory jack (laughs) you know speaking of steve poulter i think uh, noel had a lot to do with you know him marrying Kristen. we went back to um super week and and that's where she is from milwaukee uh Kristen was around for quite a few years um as the arrive guys went like the first time i went to super week i was probably 15 and uh, an Arrive uh, group of us and um but uh, Poulter went back and he was racing back there and and met her um Noel was pretty um a, a good reason why um you know Steve was was centered in in uh Seattle yeah. and um I think they became you know really really good friends I think Noel was had a lot to do with their relationship and her moving out to Seattle so not that that's about Noel, but I mean, he, that's just the type of guy he was, you know. 
Yeah. So. Well, I didn't, you know, and and uh, with with this show being about bike racing and things like that, I don't want to bring these things down. But we, you know, we tend to when we when we lose some of these these people who are close to us and kind of, you know, bike racing. We can all agree has this this very common. I don't want to use the term brotherhood because it's obviously not just about being a dude. It's not just, you know, about being a guy, but um, these relationships you form and, and the guys who are, I'm sorry, no offense, Jackson, but the guys who are all leaning against this bar and Karsten and his campground, we've been at it for a really long time. And there are a lot of people you started with and you knew really well. And, and I call them so anyway, friends, that if you bump into them, on the street, even 10, 15, 20 years later, it's that you walk up to him and say, so anyway, what I was talking about was blah, blah, blah. And you just immediately continue that conversation. And and that's what one of the most beautiful things about bike riding is. It doesn't have to be a race. It doesn't have to be um, that beautiful, epic competition. Sometimes it's those two to three hour rides in the middle of nowhere where it's raining on you. And you're, if you're Jack, you're pissing yourself and things like that. <laughs> And and it just makes it that beautiful, and you have those friends with you to share those memories, and you know even even shaving shaving, you know, and and, and to to see that and those those stories, and that's what makes it so beautiful. So um, uh, I did not personally know Noel extremely well. I knew of him, you know, I, he and I were first name basis, um, and things like that. But uh, but to lose, uh, you know, a, a fellow cyclist and to lose a, a brother in the sport always it, it just sucks. So um, I guess without further ado, I, I ask everybody with a, with anything in your glass, and if you're at home, if you're listening to this show live, um, I ask you to raise your glass. If you're on your bike somewhere listening and you're out where you can uh, grab your water bottle out or something like that and take a little sip out of your water bottle if you're in your cubicle at work or something like that, um, put put in your memory a, a great bike rider and a good friend of yours like Noel and um, and raise your glass, and, and here's, one to, here's one to Noel Zankelly. Thanks, right thanks for tailwinds, my friend. There we go. There we go. Uh, so should we should we should we bump to news? You guys ready to jump bump to news? Where's my news theme? There's the news theme. It's quieter now too. I've got my levels finally. It's almost like I have a degree in broadcasting. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, headlines: Garrett Thomas from Ineos Grenadiers made up for his blunder on the previous day, which we will talk about here shortly. To claim overall victory at the Tour de Romandie as uh, Remy Cavagna from Decoigne Quickstep won the final day. Thomas bizarrely crashing in the sprinting alongside Michael Woods. Again, we will talk about this. Uh, made no mistake in recovering his 11-second deficit of the Canadian leader on the 16K course. Thomas placed third on the stage to take first overall. Richie Ports. Richie Ports. What? Uh, made it a 1-2 on the final podium for Ineos as he leapfrag- leapfrogged Mark Soler and Ben O'Connor and Woods himself to slip to fifth overall. So, uh, gentlemen, if you, do I have everybody, is everybody up to speed on Tour of Romandie? Mm-hmm. Jackson's nodding his head. Jack Broadhead is yeah. somewhat nodding yeah, his head. Yeah. Karsten, did you, did you watch Romandie? I did not. Not okay. today. Not a worry. Not a worry. Uh, no, it wasn't today. It was. The, it ended on the weekend. So, uh, where do we? Where do we start with this? Um, first of all, who picked whom? Um, I believe we were running an experiment, Paul. Were we not about if I truly, <laughs> if I truly fuck over a cyclist's mm-hmm. career in in picking them? Yep, um, it is true. I did not pick Richie Port, and I did. And you did, and uh, Richie. He had did not win, but he got second. Yeah, he's, he's crashed better than anything when you predict. Than he's ever done. Yeah. So he'll crash tomorrow. He did get. Training ride. You didn't pick him at the tour. 
And he got third. And he got third. And I didn't pick him here, and he got second. Now, I don't think I'm cursing any other rider than Richie Porto (laughs) because I picked Garen Thomas. Mm Mm-hmm. And he won. Still fell, though. He had a fucked up day. (laughs) (laughs) He had a really bad day. So I don't know what to do anymore. I don't want to ruin these people's career. He he not only fell, but in the most strangest, bizarre way. So What what happened? Well, I will wait for that. No, go. Please. So so he and Michael Woods are are knocking it out, right? And Michael Woods, yeah. So when he... When they started winding up the sprint, Michael Woods was coming off to the left. He shifts and stands up, and in this pissing rain, his hands are cold. It's freezing, And yeah. it slipped off his hood. That's what I thought, yeah. And, yeah. and then the front end just went, and down he went. Oh, it was epic. He, yeah. he said uh, yeah. he was pissed for two hours, but then he f- found the humor in it Did later you guys on. see yeah. his Instagram yeah. post after that? No. Oh, oh, his glasses flying off? Yeah. What? The white glasses? Yeah, yeah they, he had them back here, oh, like behind no. his neck, um, and he crashed, and they flew the other direction. Do you guys follow him on Instagram? There is yeah. a specific there is a specific Twitter account for his glasses, by the way. Really? Yeah, wow. there is. There, <laughs> there is. is. Yeah, Garrett Thomas's glasses. He posted some hilarious shit. Just really? Like, yeah, like his sense of humor was mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. after that crash. Like he showed a rugby, him crashing with oh, a rugby yeah. ball in his hands <laughs> and rugby players around him. He showed his glasses. He put music to his glasses flying off oh, his nice. neck. Yeah. Look at it looks wow. crazy. Yeah. It He's was cool. Okay, then I I don't necessarily need to give him <clears throat> shit, but but I I have to say is any anybody the big things that um I think I think John Galloway said this in a in a tweet and John, if you don't listen to the Velocast and and John, you should. Great show. Mm. Um and I don't promote cycling podcasts especially the one Karsten wants me to probably mention right now but I'm not going to um, is, uh, is is the, basically everybody's like Garrett Thomas I love him he's flying I can't wait to see him do well as long as he stays upright and everybody always puts that comment at the end of anything about Garrett Thomas it's like going great gonna win a tour if he stays upright what is it about his inability to keep the rubber side down. Does, no, did, did you I, well, because well, we've been bogarting. I just want yeah. to speak. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it could just be down to the fact that he might take chances. I don't. I don't necessarily know like specifics of why he would go. Would have that kind of nailed on him. I think maybe because you have a few bad crashes and then you kind of get nailed with that. Just like how Richie did. He went. He went down two years in a row, and then now he was kind of labeled as that. Oh, he'd be great if he didn't. Richie crash. went down like nine years in a row. Yeah. It feels yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing memes of him with a roll cage built by BMC <laughs> yeah. back in the day. You know, it's just because he's just he was always stage nine, right, Paul? Stage nine in the yeah. tour. Yeah, three times I think he went out on that. Yeah, it's. So. But, but you can't necessarily blame it on. Inability or bike handling didn't or Thomas come from track though. Yeah, did he? he he's not a mount, He's not a cross rider. That's the no. problem. Yeah. He, he I think more than anything, if you look at some of his big crashes, I think it was in the Giro. Uh, guy came in, took him. I mean, it was nasty. He was on a corner on the downhill. I mean, he's there's just some people that just are. It's not their fault, mm-hmm. and it's just you know, stupid luck. But. Yeah. But like this last and, and Romedy that obviously cold hands, I understand. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know that type of thing. Yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. you know. But 
Yeah, he he jokes about it. He understands. Um, he he mentioned in his podcast with Luke Rowe. It's called What's Occurring. You can mention that one. Yeah, What's yeah, Occurring. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and you sit there and he goes, it's, you know, he's talking about riding around town and people are like, hey, man, love you. You know, he's all in, yeah. in, in Wales and, and this. Uh, people are like, you know, you'd be a lot better if you didn't crash. Like, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> because that's, he kind of shies away. He doesn't yeah. like doing public speaking and stuff or, or doing interviews because they ask stupid questions, he says. And basically they do. Yeah. It's like, why did you crash? Oh yeah, like I wanted to, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's like that water bottle in the Giro. Yeah, yeah. It's like, See, oh, that's I, just I, dumb I, luck. I went straight yeah. for it. I yeah. saw it. and I was like, oh, that's I had a mine. season. <laughs> not to bring it back to me, but I had a season where I couldn't stay off the pavement. It's just like what really? the and and there's a couple of times I know I could have avoided, or it was kind of my fault. But it was a tanglement. It wasn't just, and I I was covered in scabs. Really? It's like, yeah, I just had a bad year. When was the last time anybody had a good crash? Well, Karsten, you win that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peeling your arm back. Of, well, yeah, that was a that was a mountain bike thing. But, um, yeah, that was uh, that, that was bad. But you remember my nickname when I was a junior was Crashton. And it was uh, <laughs> that one fatal year where, like, uh, you know, like Paul said, I couldn't stay off the pavement. And um, I took a couple of you guys out one year. Um but you just have that. That just happens. And bad luck just comes in in um, streaks, you know. Or a career, in this <laughs> <Yeah>. case. <laughs> yeah. um, I haven't. I haven't crashed in a while. My last big crash was a mountain bike race. And you mm-hmm. shouldn't have said that. I'm knocking. Yeah. Come on, dude. Really? I'm, I'm knocking. Yeah, but it was it was a it was I, it was that a time I signed up for an enduro, not knowing what an enduro <laughs> was. I thought it was like, wow, it's a fifty mile mountain bike race. You live and Sweet. you learn. Yeah, and then I I did my first downhill section on a hardtail, and somewhere there's a GoPro with some really good footage that a bear probably <laughs> ate and shat back out because it went flying off my handlebars in that race. But you you Jackson, you and your Go- la- GoPros. Hey, yeah. somebody's yeah. got to document. <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but you lose them. Oh, what fuck. good is recording if you go? I lose them. <laughs> <laughs> I lose them. <laughs> I don't lose shit. Well, you told me to put it on it. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> my, my, this fell off my bike. Uh-huh. And but here you found it is. It. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Jackson, you were cursed for a while there. You had some big. Oh yeah, it road was, crashes. Oh. Road crashes I had when I was like 13. I had one bad one that still shows on my elbow. But yeah. last one I really had was uh, also at a mountain bike race. I uh, I remember hitting a tree with my bars, and I was like, oh, it's fine. And then out of nowhere, I just felt the wobbles, and oh, I still got third. So I'll take it. <laughs> Shit. Right on. Stupid mountain bikes. <laughs> a picture of, of, my, uh, of my mountain bike crash results. Um, I don't know if you want to post them, but they're pretty good. Your arm is... I remember you sent me that picture of your forearm, and um, it looked like the skin was peeled back. And I thought it was a joke. I thought you were like, you just found some random bloody gross shit from the internet. And you were in the internet. Uh, I mean, you were in the the internet. Why do I keep saying that? I'm excited. (laughs) You were in the emergency room. And you were just like, no, I'm a little fucked up on painkillers right now. But that's really me, man. That's my arm. Take a look at it right now, brother. And I'm just going... Where's my where, what? Where, yeah, no, I, I gotta find that. It's this one. <laughs> it was totally disgusting. 
I just sent it to you. Just check, show, show it to those. It's amazing. You it, just it, sent it, it to me? Yeah, it's called the degloving. Oh, yeah, no. I know all about it. Yeah. Oh! Ah! Oh, yeah. What camera's on? Oh, do we? Oh, we're gonna have to get the explicit rating on the. We just went rated R. Yeah. Wow, that that's one of those wounds you could die from. Yep. There is so much meat. Ah. (laughs) These bleed out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, that was bad. Um, continuing on tour to Romandy. Uh, did, did you guys notice that Peter Sagan won a stage? Jackson, did you notice that at all? I don't know if you were paying. Attention. Oh yeah, I uh, woke up, forgot that the tour of Romandy was happening. Uh, found it on Instagram and still watched the whole thing, even though I knew what was going to happen. You got I spoiled. still, yeah. I, yeah, I still wanted to wanted to see it in person. What was unique about that win? What was what I found for his win? Is this thing. a quiz? Yeah. <laughs> if like, you're a Sagan fan. No, I'm, now I put you on the boil here. Oh, wasn't that like a specific stat about how That's like, his first race as a professional he won that's, like yeah. 10 years ago. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was something like that. Ago. Yeah. His first professional win was the stage of Romandy. Wow. I was gonna, I, see, I was just going to say that he wasn't like wearing glasses for the first time in a while or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he got a haircut. He did, And he cleaned yeah. his face. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy the amount of rain, speaking of the reason for no glasses, oh, yeah. that this race that, held. It yeah. always rains. Does it? Yeah, it, it was gross. It was gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of Peter Sagan, uh, sorry to move the show along. Have you heard the the, <laughs> the, uh, the Twitter rumors? Has everybody heard the Twitter rumors? No. Where's the Cooney? Oh no, that is that has been altered slightly yeah. over the last twenty four hours. These are all Ineos. rumors. He's going to Ineos. No, God, wouldn't that suck? <laughs> Peter Sagan, his his coach, one of his first coaches has claimed rumors about him transferring to Koinic Quickstep are not real. And there are two options on the table. Number one, renewing another year with Bora Hansgrohe. Or number two, signing EF with Movistar. Oh, my question My question was going to be, what would that look like? And Jackson immediately responded. Jackson, why you? I just, I don't, I think that I don't know why. I just always think that Movistar has such weird organization in their team, and I also find that they're more of a GC-looking team than they are a sprint-looking team. I don't. I mean, they'd have to bring more on, but usually they don't have a very big team built for that, Uh, which is a surprising move. He would be kind of the only like hardcore star. Like they have big names on there, but. I don't think they have a name like Sagan. And they also have to keep in mind how much money he's going to cost. He's one of the third, I think the second highest paid cyclists. So. And what he's going to bring with him with that specialized yeah. bag. Carson, you look like you had something to contribute. Yeah, I, I think so when he, when, when Bora picked him up, uh, that was a much different looking team. It was mm-hmm. built around him. And arguably it was a sprinter's team at that point because I think we all thought he was just a sprinter. And obviously... <clears throat> proved us wrong on that one but i don't think either one of the teams brought up for him you know quick step or uh any are good fits for him like let's pretend he wasn't gonna go to there weren't any rumors what team would be best for him now that's funny that was what i was gonna ask where where do you think would be a great team kofidis or uh a, a team where a personality like that could just you know suck the air out of the room and get away with it <clears throat> Um, like Kofidis or, um, oh God, uh, 
who else is kind of built around sprinters? Oh, Lotto, the the, the real Lotto, uh, Belgian. Oh, you know, um, I, I, one of those. I thought it Aje Dezer. I thought that'd be a cool team for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. DSM, yeah. Jackson DSM, because they only really have Case Bowl, who hasn't really won anything in a but really long time. But you can't you can't leave the team and say why you left the team because do not do not speak. And, you know, oh like yeah, yeah. Mark Hirsch. Oh, yeah. he would yeah. hate DSM then. So yeah, it'd be the would. worst place. It's run to by a German. Yeah, He's an angry German. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be a bad fit. Never trust the Germans, right, Karsten? Uh, I I think. I think yeah. You could say uh, Alpeson, but you, you know all their money's going for uh, Vanderpool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So when Bora brought him on, it was because Specialized wanted to be tagged in. So his sponsorship, it's kind of like what F1 does. Yeah, a driver may not be all as talented, but what he can bring to the table for. So I don't. I'm wondering if Specialized is willing to let them go. That's why everybody's going to Koenig because he is attached. He is a Specialized guy. But what his his contract is with Specialized. Yeah, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. and so senior set that one up. So would would. Would Movistar switch to Specialized? That's the question. Is yeah. I've been assuming Movistar would, have, would or switch. Or if Specialized said, yeah, you're getting too long in the tooth. We want young blood. There's a lot of young blood out there. He used to race for uh, um, the Italian team, uh, Isoglass, but no, yeah. liquid, leak, leaky gas. Leaky oh, gas. Cannondale. Yeah. Which is Cannondale. Cannondale. And then Cannondale yeah. became... Uh, fused into Garmin and then also EF. into EF. Yeah. So there's a potential there because he used to do a lot of promotional f- stuff for Cannondale too. So The only issue I see with that one is his price because EF is running off. Vodders it would have to be come from Cannondale then. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that's afford. where a lot of his pay- payment right now is from Specialized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And same with, with uh, Cavendish, same thing. Yeah. I would posit that um, the even uh, – None of the bike companies can can the bike companies can barely su- supply a pro uh, a, a pro tour team um, because those guys you know they, they require a lot of bikes and a lot of equipment in general yeah so for spec to just sort of cavalierly uh, um, move their bikes to a different team or expand their team uh, uh, you know expand the teams they work with I don't see it happening. I see them. I see them. I, Paul made a great point that they're probably going to get him to go to another specialized team because specialized nobody can afford to um, uh, work with any more teams than they're already working with because none of us can make the bikes. Yeah, and especially mm-hmm. they, they got to they, they got to rely on bikes other people to make them for them, which puts them in a worse spot. Shit, that's that's a good point. Very good point. So let's speak about the elephant in the room. Let's let's jump to the Giro. Uh, the uh, Giro preview is is part of this. Starts on Saturday. So the main story surrounding the first big three week test of the calendar. Peter Sagan is going to be there. There's a big story right there. Uh, second one: the return of the shark. Trek Segafredo has confirmed that Vincenzo Nibali himself will be starting on Saturday with a three week old broken wrist, um, which is. He's what you know, kind of a thing like that. Jack, that I'm, I'm, I'm just, I don't mean to interrupt the show, but I think you're grabbing a low alcohol beer just to let. No, you're grabbing good shit. So never mind. Okay. He's trying to protect me. 
I am. I'm just, I just, because it just sometimes, it depends on the beer you're drinking. Um, I don't have my athletic beer here today because you drained me out last week, so yes. new shipments are coming in. That's why I have to drink well, alcohol Well, we determined now. last week we liked them better when he was in Alki. We did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was, I was a bummer. <laughs> so the return of the, the return of Nibali himself. So um, my first question for the panel here is pipe dream or publicity stunt? Nibali. He's my free choice, Vinny Nibbles. You're already you're already him. revealing your choices. Yeah, for why not? Fuck it. Okay. Yeah, why don't we just do it? Why don't we just do it right now? Yeah, because right. I have other stuff to get to. I, <laughs> I think, I think the reason why they bring Nibbly is because they don't have any other leaders. When you look at their roster, they have. Do they have Julio Chicone? Yeah, they have Julio Chicone on there, and that's really the only leader they had. Of and Bucky I. Malama. Yeah, but I save him for the tour. Yeah. So you're you're dividing two. Mom is starting though. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. He's I don't know. I don't, I don't know well, if he's going to win a Grand Tour no. though. Is my only thing. Van, Nibali's the only experienced Grand Tour winner at, on that team. So it's like. Yeah, Nibali's got the credentials. I mean, he's won the the Giro twice, the Vuelta, and the. He's the only only guy outside of Froome that's won all three. But my Grand question tours. is: Is this a publicity stunt? Does Vincenzo Nibali actually have any type of potential of doing something other than photo ops? He, he continues to shock, uh, shock people. When the last yeah. time he won, he came from he Broken was like wrist. two minutes. Yeah, but he, he has he is a smart, crafty rider. I haven't seen him perform in the last couple of years yeah. like he used to. Yeah. Like the last time he well, he's won, not hanging on cars. How old is he? Yeah. 35. Is he that young? I thought yeah. he was 38, but yeah, I could be wrong. I, I have I have been God, wrong before. Yeah, Paul's going to find out. Paul's going to find out. Is this the last? Never mind. I guess that, you know, it's, so I guess I've asked that questions about him. So uh, anybody else on Nibali? Nobody. Did Paul, Jack already picked him as his outsider. Him. Top three, uh, but that's not who I think is going to win. Yeah. Okay, next story. To coin a quick step, going are they going the way of Movistar? Uh, Joao Meda, uh, Remco Evenepoel, both headlining the team for to coin a quick step. Um, full support as they bid for the overall title. In a rarity for a Belgian team, no sprinter was named on their eight-man squad, um, despite Colombian um, Avaro Hodeg um, having been penciled into the start. So... Uh, Joao Meda was fourth last year, led the race for a long time. Um, Evenepoel is a big question mark. We don't know where he's been since his crash. Nobody's seen him race. Have, have we seen him race? Um, so thoughts on the return of, of Remco Evenepoel, and does anybody know of his fitness or level of preparedness or uh, uh, return of uh, Joao Meda um, in terms of – I'm rooting for him because my dog's a Portuguese water dog, so that's, that's <laughs> why I'm, just, I'm going for Portuguese. Well, throughout the year, he's been relatively consistent. When he uh, did the UAE tour, he showed quite a bit. Um, I think there are better names on here than Joao Almeida, but I also think that he will he'll be vi- like I think he'll be going for that upper slot. Um, yeah. And I think Remco is kind of like you said a question mark. So I think that they're bringing him to get a three week tour in him. Um, which is something that I don't think he's has he ever done that. Nope, a three week tour. Nope. Yeah, so I think they're looking to get that in him and show what he can after after coming off a pretty intense injury. Anybody else on 
any predictions for Remco Evenepoel? You don't have to. You don't have to reveal your picks yet. Jack's already yeah, just that's revealing why I'm his hand. Off on that. Jack's basically like holding his card up to the dealer, just going, like, <laughs> "Is this a good hand?" You know, if anybody changes their picks to mine, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, uh, Nibali is is thirty six. Thirty six. Yeah, nice. Okay, mm-hmm. I was not. I wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Um, how about the Orange Bar Tape team, Mikhail Landa? will spearhead the Bahrain v- victorious, I hate that name, at the Giro. Uh, Pelo Bibao, Damiano Caruso, naming some of the riders who are going to support him. Um, Bibao's flying. Uh, so there we go. Uh, there's uh, uh, quoting uh, According to them, there's one target, one goal. We're all in for Mikel Anda, our GC leader, said uh, their head director. Uh, Paul's just giving me a look like fucking idiots. Wow, that guy, that guy is has had plenty of chances, and he's had different, different. In the, are there Martians? Coming he's in? he's or, ordering dinner. Oh, is he? <laughs> <laughs> no, Carson, we didn't hear you. It sounded like you were having a stroke, dude. Sorry, yeah, I, I'm dealing with a medical emergency. Just <laughs> oh Jesus, no. <laughs> Quick. What were you what were you saying about brain victorious? Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. He's... Paul, what were you saying about Bahrain victorious? Well, I, I was I was just saying uh, Mikel Landa. I just don't. I wouldn't put much in there unless he yeah. seems to perform when there's chaos and not, you know, when he's not, you know, there's a team of three or whatever, and he can complain that see, I I could have won, but I sure. had to. Yeah. That's how he performs. I completely agree. I always think that he was a great talent that kind of got wasted a little bit, um, and he just. Uh, it, whether it be the team or himself, there's just it never just goes right for him. And I always, I think he's a like I said, he's a great talent. But yeah. I think that talent is now kind of wasted, and there are better names out there. So there are other teams I could mention and continue to mention, but here we are to a point within the race. So we, all of us have the start list in front of us. Carson, I, I sent it to you earlier today, and you said you, you had a chance to give it a glance. Um, let's let's talk about what stands out to us in terms of uh, individuals. Um, we are going to get to the point where we're going to pick our, our picks. And for those of you who are involved in club, team, or friend of Pack Filler, you get to play along with us. And I've got a prize list here that's going to show up here at the end um, in terms of what each person will receive in our nice little three-week competition. But um, for those of you who, just, uh, who have no idea what the Giro is... Uh, uh, the you clicked the wrong podcast. You might want to pick the other one. Google it. Yeah, that, that deals with that deals with the other sport or activity you were talking about. But um, 
Uh, are there any names that specifically stand out? You can reveal your picks if you want, but um, there, is there anything you're like, holy shit, this is going to... I mean, for example, I think we could all probably not, you know, not get through this without mention Simon Yates' name or... A pick for the winner. Egan Bernal's name. Mm-hmm. I think those are big names that we can't walk away from. How about anything else you guys notice in terms of sprinters, in terms of climbers, in terms of anything overall, Jackson? Yeah, I think a big... Um kind of elephant on this page is the uh, sight of Dylan Grunewagen his first race back since that incident that he had a little while ago I'm interested to see how he fares in his form mm-hmm. it's an I'm, I'm happy that he's able to come back yeah no hard feelings it sounds like he they were able to discuss that issue and that and the crash and everything like that yeah. time served everything like that let's hope to move on from here mm-hmm. he doesn't seem like a douche he, no, he doesn't after that one and he's he's pretty um uh his reaction to it has been pretty introspective i mean he knows he messed up yeah me it takes a lot of courage to go back into it in this venue honestly yeah and especially at this large of of a you know it's not like hey we're gonna send you some nice little small training races no right national tour of italy into the frying pan yeah yeah Yeah. exactly yeah oh you don't get burned um jacked Paul, any of you guys got anything you notice on there? Jack's looking at me like, I, dude, I'm a runner. Go ahead, Jack. God, I'm the wrong fucking podcast. I love you. <laughs> I, knew it. I love you. I knew it. You, you, you know you're going to get there. You know I'm just busting your balls, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to get there. Fucking idiot. Are you talking <laughs> to me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, nothing? No, nah, I got nothing. Right. I, I, I so with Gronovagan battling for my sprinter, I I like I would choose him over Caleb Ewing, but yeah. I think because of all that he's went through, I think he might be a little timid and is aggressive. It was a hard choice. I still think he's faster. You know, if if this didn't happen, if he, I would have picked him, you know, hands down but sure. for for my sprinter, but I picked Ewing, uh, Evan and Paul. Um, I think he's. The kid has got phenomenal, phenomenal talent. Sure, but you know this is a first race back. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. but uh, what he did in the junior worlds, you know, two years ago was phenomenal at, at Yorkshire. I mean, you know, getting winning a time trial by massive minutes, yeah. uh, two three minutes, and and then in the road race crashes, falls down. He's three minutes down, catches the Come group, then the breakaway, and then breaks away from them and wins completely unbeatable for a long time yeah yeah until that crash but he's a head case yeah um so here's 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 the deal here's our competition here's what we're staring down the barrel of um i want everybody who is involved with with uh, our group with the team with the club or even if you guys want to play at home and you're not a and you're not a, a member of the group uh it almost sounds like i'm a sitting at the cool kids table and i just want to say that i'm finally fucking sitting at the cool kids table um but but, but what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to allow the picks to be one sprinter one opportunist two leaders and one free choice meaning i guess i prefer it not be a true flat out another leader like a third leader but a maybe like an underdog or a, or a, you know a dark horse or something like that so that's five riders you get to pick um and and here everybody who's listening to this podcast you have to tabulate your own points and i'm going on trust here i, I, I 
if you're really that much into cheating that you're going to cheat on a cycling-based podcast, um, congratulations. You are an official douchebag. But what we're going to do is here is um, every stage over the three weeks of the Giro, if, you're, if one of your riders gets first place, you get five points. I'm going to pause for a second there because people are writing this down. If you're, one of your riders gets second place, you get two points. If one of your riders gets third place on a stage, you get one point. So five, two, and one. Okay? That's for stages. So just try, you know, jot it down. You'll pay attention. You'll go, holy shit, my rider won today. Five points. I'm a god. Okay? Now, finally, at the end of it, overall, if your rider wins the overall, you get 40 points. If your rider wins the sprint jersey, you get 20 points. And if your rider wins the climber's jersey, you get 20 points. That's how we're going to break it down. I know I should give points for the podium at the final, but I'm not going to. Here's what we got. While everybody's writing this down, each is responsible for keeping your own points. Here's what I'm going to offer up to the people, how they do. If you win first overall in this competition, you get a Pack Filler Cafe jersey, which I've got the guys out here who are uh, who are um, trying it out. They're my, my crash test dummies. Uh, second overall gets a Pack Filler mug set, which is going to Carson. Carson wants a Pack Filler mug set, and I'm going to send him one just because he's a good guy. Uh, third overall <laughs> is a pair of Gooder sunglasses. Fourth overall is a pair of our new Pack Filler race socks. And fifth overall is one of the good old-fashioned pack filler casquettes. So I'm offering all of that up, shipped to your door, if you place in the top five overall. You pl- must place your bets by Friday at midnight. Must be a club, team, or friend of the pack filler. You may indicate it on our super secret pack filler group on Facebook, or you may email directly to yours truly, Patrick at packfiller.com with your picks. Must be in by Friday, this Friday at midnight so without further Pacific ad- time Pacific no I'll, I'll allow it yeah. all right yeah you know that's not is does there is the, the time, time difference? Like, it's, it's an yeah. eight hour difference I think isn't it well it goes the other way be somebody in Hawaii is I what two two hours back? okay yeah you're right Pacific time okay. do your math um did, does anybody want to jump right into the water and say these are my five riders I'm oh, picking Oh, Jack! Oh. Jack is the most enthusiastic I've seen him all night. Jack, start with your two leaders. My two leaders are Yates and Bernal. Okay, Yates, um, Simon Yates, Egan Bernal. Yep, and uh, Sprinter, Sprinter, uh, Sagwagon, Sagon, Sagwagon. <laughs> His, my like new nickname for yeah. He's like getting that. older. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Thirty. I mean, but but. I, he is my pick for sprinter. Jackson's I'm, like, uh, fine. Hey, I'm, I, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Jack. <laughs> I'm going back to Portland. Uh, uh, opportunist. <laughs> Dan Martin. Dan Martin is your opportunist. Yeah. Okay. And my free choice is Vinny Nibbles. Vincenzo Nibali. Yeah. All right. I'll Jackson it, yeah. Bulger. Um, my two leaders are... Egan Bernal and Mark Soler. Mark Soler. Uh, trying to get a little redemption for Movistar. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but Sagan shouldn't go there. Uh, opportunist is Davide Formolo. Oh. Uh, my sprinter is Peter Sagan. Surprise, surprise. Um, and then my outside is uh, Alexander Vlasov. 
Alexander Vlasov. You, you do your homework. I like that. Karsten, you want in on this? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, <clears throat> me and Jackson are, or Jack are, are pretty much aligned, except that <clears throat> um, I don't know if Sagan's going to be the best sprinter in this thing. I think he is getting old. I think he's a he's going to win some stages, but I don't think he's going to be the best sprinter in the Giro. Um, I'm putting that on Grunewald. Please say that's is everything not... okay there. <laughs> that's uh, campground. Yeah. That's that's campground that's, noises. Got some kids next door. I'm going to go in the trailer. Hold on. No, you're good. So, so basically, either either um, either uh, 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 Yates or okay. uh, Grunau. Yeah. And then uh, for sprinter, Grunewald. Opportunist is Dan Martin. And uh, who's, the, who's the last one? Free choice. Free choice. Free choice. Um, fuck, I forget. I have a list here. Just a minute. I'm picking different uh, writers as we speak because I just want to fuck things yeah, up. I just, uh, yeah, I think Larry Warbass is going to win a stage. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, I had that one out there. I'm sorry. No, that's good. That's good. Paul Maine, you got your idea? Yeah, I scratched uh, Egan Bernal. I just did too. Yeah, because I'm like everybody's picked that. Everybody's him. picking him, so I'm yeah. not going to do it. And I, I'm, I'm because I like George Bennett. I put him in his place. Oh, I did pick uh, uh, Simon Yates, but if you did your homework, he was he was the butt of the joke of my video pick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think he has something to prove. And uh, for my um, sprinter, I went with Caleb Ewing. He did. Uh, I I, I want to see Grunewagen do it and i'd be happy to to lose in that territory if he did because i'd like to see him come back but anyway Shit. opportunist uh bookman but yeah that's a good choice that is a good choice and then my um my free choice is because i don't know how he's going to perform but he's got talent uh Evanipool. pool rim call rim okay Evanipool. I'm trying to I'm trying to fuck shit up without without ruining anybody's without career. Crashing anybody? Yeah, yeah I know. It's like ah, <laughs> who do we want to crash? While you <laughs> while you figuring that out, it's interesting. Nobody's mentioned Hugh Carthy yet. Nobody has. Ooh, there's the well. He's on my list of stage winners, but I didn't I didn't really he didn't really fit into this whole categorization thing. Guess what, Jackson? There you go. I just ruined his career. <laughs> My leaders, I'm picking Simon Yates because I'm not an idiot, and I'm picking Hugh Carthy. Maybe Simon Yates will have another explosion like he did because I picked him. Uh, my sprinter, I was going with Caleb Ewan, but now I'm switched. I switched to Damn Viviani. It. I switched to Viviani mm. just, to, just, just because I don't gain anything. I mean, I, I I I have the shit that I'm sending out to people, <laughs> so fuck it. Uh, my my outsider, my opportunist. I'm 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 going with Shalomeda. Does that count? Is that is that not another leader, or is that uh, is well, that okay uh, with that? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, if you have a opportunist, if they win, you still get right. That's a pick. You, yeah, you're going to yeah. get your forty points. So, but yeah. but does that ca- well, <clears throat> Hugh Carthy? I picked Hugh Carthy as a leader, so you guys got to allow me as well. Almeida. third at mm-hmm. the Vuelta. He's got yeah. a good. He's got a good shot. So I got two. Eh. Yeah, instead of one. Eh. <laughs> and my random uh, outsider is is Balkamalama. That's that's who I'm picking. There you go. Yates. 
McCarthy, Viviani, Almeida, and Molema. What platform are we watching this on? GCN has it is uh, 100%. GCN. Yep. Thank Good. God. Mm-hmm. And Eurosport, then. And it's uh, commercial free. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. Good. Is. Uh, I don't think they're doing Are the it. announcers who I hope they are? No, I I think there's a pre-show and a uh, post-show on those. So they do a very good job, and it's, it's collaborated with Eurosport. Mm-hmm. So I think Bradley Wiggins is involved with that. They oh, usually good. have a good yeah. um, group of people on there. So. And, by the way, if you join into the broadcast while it is broadcast live, you can rewind it to the beginning mm-hmm. and start right back at it. I love that about GCN. It yeah, is, oh. they're five star. I, five star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a horror Here's joke. That's star a horror favorite. joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Carson, you getting a little sleepy there, Pookie? I had to hide from all the kids in the seventies rocks. That's <laughs> <laughs> so. There we go, everybody. Must place your bets by Friday midnight Pacific. Uh, must be a club team or a friend of the pack filler. And if you're not, you could probably beg me and I might let you back in, but you got to make it good. Um, so there we go. Zero preview done. So topic, ladies and gentlemen, brought to us by our friends at Mojo Cyclery. Support your local bike shop, people. It's a very important deal. These guys are trying to make a living. I don't care if it is Mojo Cyclery or not. I love the guys at Mojo. They're great to us and they're great to our, our, our friends of the pack filler. They give a nice 15% discount to anybody who is involved with the club. But um, you know what? If you don't live anywhere near them, go and go and take care of your local bike shop. Don't buy friends. Don't let friends buy bikes online. In case you missed it, there was quite the brouhaha on Twitter today. I'm the only one who knows about this apparently. Surrounding the one and only, and I can't believe I'm going to say this on my podcast, Lance Richard Marks. Yep. No, Richard Marks. You guys remember Richard Marks? Jackson has no idea who I'm musician. Eighties pop star. Mm-hmm. Don't mean nothing. Um, (laughs) thanks and his comments about cyclists being entitled selfish assholes dressed and i'm i'm paraphrasing him uh in halloween costumes with leather leather saddles shoved up their asses well hold on (laughs) hold on the conversation and i've been following richard for a long time on twitter and richard's pretty funny he's pretty sharp you You follow him what yeah what's wrong with you Wherever I'm sorry. He, wherever, he, wherever he goes, whatever he does, I will be right here waiting for him. <laughs> Jesus. Did I do this entire bit just to fit Richard Mark's lyrics? Y- into yeah, the show? I think Maybe. so. So far. Might have. Might yeah. have. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is, is um, Richard Marks is a bike rider. He's not a full-on cyclist. He does ride his bike and things like that. And he went on after the day. And a lot of uh, high-profile cyclists on, uh, on Twitter – were attacking him for this and um and i kind of i tried to keep it lighthearted and go from there but uh but he he later later removed the tweets but um and i respect richard for doing that but it hit a note with me um in terms of several different issues with in regards to cyclists and our ongoing battle on the roads with society yeah um <laughs> the ongoing that uh, notion that bicycles do not actually belong on the road that the road is specifically for cars and that we are impending uh impeding sorry on the on the nature of the road we we don't belong there um and i i just don't understand how this mentality has become so prominent um and Maybe, you know, I, I, I don't think we're being all cyclists on the show. We're all going to have our specific 
opinions on it, and they're all going to obviously be heavily cyclist based. But but I, what I want to know is is um, your thoughts on this and what what we can do here are, are, is it spinning out of control. I I hear people who are refusing to ride on the road anymore, and I know it's an ongoing topic in this show. But I'm just and then I see a person of prominence. Is Richard Marks gigantic prominence? No, probably not so much. It don't mean nothing. Um, <laughs> Apparently, he's important to you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just remember song lyrics really easily. But but um, but what I want to know is um, when people do this on social media and it and it and it appeals to other people's mentality, it it almost becomes a truth within itself. If somebody, if I believe that there are Hollywood elite eating babies in pizza we just parlors, lived through that the last four years, yeah. I was just gonna if say there that. are Hollywood elite yep. eating babies yep. in pizza parlors, and if I see somebody else say it, all of a sudden it becomes truth to me. Makes you stronger. And 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 I want to know how we're going to deal with this fact that people are now, especially in this country, under this belief that bikes don't belong on the road. Jack. The problem is, and th- and this is going to get political, is is the people that <clears throat> don't want the bike on the road don't want to pay for the bike trail. They're they're absolutely against government spending money on rails, for trails, uh, bike paths, um, adding a bike path to a highway or next to a highway paralleling a highway. They they don't want any of it. So there's no happy medium with those motherfuckers. They're, they truly don't like bikes. It's either a angry jealousy. It's a you, you slowed me down and hurt my feelings. It, it's very, very, very political. Is this a vocal minority? I, I, are these people who think we don't belong on the roads? I mean, by the we way, we don't belong. To I mean, comment, no, a, to comment on yeah. what you said, yeah. I don't want to ride on bike paths all day. But yeah, I mean, there's no, there's, there's the law protects you to ride on the road. The problem is, is you can't trust the people that are supposed to take care of you. The other, the other, you know, the people in cars. Sure. I mean, it it very much becomes a a fear of of well i wouldn't say politics but a fear of of somebody's inability to control themselves you know i i'm probably it's it's probably a 50 50 thing with with distracted drivers and angry drivers you know you you have an angry driver that's something we all you know know is there but you never know what a distracted driver is but i mean you know, if if there was great trail systems, and I know we don't always want to ride on, there's some of our favorite yeah, roads. Are roads. Mi- there's a 15 mile an hour fucking speed limit on a lot of these. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just think it comes down to you know there is all there are always going to be 43 percent haters, no matter what, no matter what. Deal with it. And it's gotten worse. Yeah, it. Ha- so. But okay, th- there's always going to be 43 percent, but it's gotten worse. Is it going to continue to get worse? Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious. I'm not battling, but it's gotten worse based on your impression, or is the statistics? I'm. I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Carson, you might have some of these numbers in terms of what you deal with. But. I can. Give, I can give you some raw numbers that would indicate where people are riding their bikes. 
uh, now as opposed to where they were doing it three years ago. I mean, gravel sales and uh, mountain bike sales are, are the categories that are growing. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, certainly this is pre-pandemic level. I mean, right now, people are just happy with whatever they get. But going into the pandemic, what we saw was gr the, gra the gravel category was skyrocketing. The mountain bike category, uh, especially higher end, you know, uh, carbon level mountain bikes sales were skyrocketing. And in addition to e-bikes, um, road sales were stagnant or flat. And um, I have access to numbers showing what my competition is doing, and it's the same thing. Um, we're all selling a lot of gravel bikes, and I think whoever said that, earlier uh, that um, people are just scared of getting hit by cars and <clears throat> I don't know I've noticed a lot more hostility I'm, I'm still riding the road quite a bit but I'm getting either cut off or and yelled at or just a, a, people just don't see me way more than I was five ten years ago it, it's very interesting as well to hear the different perspectives because um, you and I were having a conversation about demographics today earlier yeah. um, and how um, dependent on where you live, you experience different things differently. Um, for instance, as everybody knows, I spend a lot of my time in Portland um, because that is where I've gone to college for the past four years. Um, and it's so interesting to see how um, driving especially uh, is, is handled alongside cyclists in Portland. It's a very different story, I find. Like, do you have to get used to the fact that there, you are in a big metropolitan city? Yes, but also you do get quite a bit more room, I've, I've really noticed. Um, and then if you come to somewhere like here, usually you kind of get that, um, that uh, entitlement, like I own this road because I paid for this road. Sure. It's, it's a very interesting um, thought process, and I'm not labeling Spokane or Portland or Bend or wherever. Um, as any of these type of places, but in some cases you find an all for one, uh, mentality, which sometimes I find in the Portland roads. Um, and sometimes you do get that demographic of, I own this, this is what I pay for. You don't pay for anything. So get off. It's just, they're, it's they're just, so interesting to, to hear. It's not a good interesting, but it's just, yeah, it's weird. It's, it's the same in Seattle. It's so yeah. frustrating to hear that, 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 that fuck you, you don't pay for this. You know, it's not your road. Um, Wow, fuck, how did, you know, and then you, you know, you hear this dream world of, hey, everybody, you know, Europe and Amsterdam wasn't like this once upon a time, you know, 10, 20 years ago in the 70s, you see, you know, you see old people reshare this shit on, on Facebook or something like that, where it's like, in the 70s, you know, Holland was all cars, and now it's all bikes, they made that switch, why can't we do that here? I personally am a negative Nessie. I never fucking see our country figuring that out. We will never, ever, ever be a country of bicycles. Is well, that? Is I think. That, I, am I, I way with off Holland? Base? I, I I just saw something. It must have been a month ago about what really made the transition from just it was all vehicles into yeah. to bikes bicycles, and it was kids going to school, and and I'm 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 basing no numbers, but I think. The people that that yell at me on the road are at the same level, and this is my opinion that it did back in 1985. You're going to always have, like Jack says, there, there, there's always going to be assholes that'll never change their their mind. They yeah. just you're not going to be there. I think if there is an increase or you, the lack of safety, at least in the Spokane area, and I think you can like start getting to the point where 
I'll not touch Portland, is that um, in Spokane, like we when we were riding last Saturdays, like look at the traffic. I mean, these are roads I've rode on for sure. 35 years. It's population. Yeah, population yeah. starts yeah. going up. And then yeah. the people that didn't mind you there now are dealing with more traffic, mm-hmm. and now you're there. Mm-hmm. So then I think the temperament goes up. Now, Portland and Seattle, and in fact, Seattle, I've had more problems every time I ride in Seattle, more problems with people than I have in Spokane. Uh, I, you know, Glenn Bunsemeyer came across and I did a training ride. He, he packs a freaking Glock on his yeah. back yeah. so people don't run him off the road because he's been jumped. Is it visible? Yes, he makes sure it's visible. And, and he says, since I've done that, nobody's... But I don't know. I haven't. That was Jesus. It's like that the was Glock like twenty some in the back of your four by four. Yeah, but he's like, got one on his back, protected by Smith and Wesson. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. the thing is, is nobody, nobody, and and I think the oh. thing is, is when 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 a, a a city or a community says, "Hey, listen, this is not going to change," and I think it's the mentality. I, I wish people wouldn't politicize it, but they do. Uh, everything. That's America. Anymore, yeah. yeah. Yeah, everything's... How about this? I mean, things are... GM is, is announced that they're going to quit making uh, internal combustion engines, and they're going to go all electric. This is a trend for environmental, you know, purposes. So we got to learn to... I'm, I don't want to charge my car if I have to go, you know, down the street or use... The, to I me, just it's bought an stupid. RV. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't want to spend <laughs> $3,000 for gas. But, yeah, yeah. you know, here's the deal. So... At a certain point, you get a boiling point, and you start laying it down, and and you got to put your political sides down and say, "Hey, listen, things aren't going to change. You know, com- internal combustion engines are going to die. We're all going to be in electric cars. The alternative is bikes. We got to do some more mass transit. But that resistance is always there, like wearing a mask. Same thing, or disc brakes." I can't change it. There's one other huge uh, factor that's different now than it was in 1985 when we all started is cell phones. People are mm-hmm, much yeah. more distracted than they were back mm-hmm, then. Yeah. And so regardless of how motorists feel about cyclists, uh, they're just not paying attention like they used to. And, you know, that that's not going to change either, whether or not you're driving an electric car. Yeah. I just think that it, it drives me absolutely insane that uh, I read this entire post today and and yes, he took them down, but the entire concept was about these guys who were breaking laws, who were who were taking up an entire lane according to his words and things cyclists. like that. Yeah, cyclists who were taking up the entire lane and, and thinking they quote own the road. And I yes, unfortunately, cyclists are the majority. But if I had a dollar for every driver I saw breaking the rules of the road, well, it's while no you're fucking driving, contest. Even. Well, if you're as while a you're driver, driving, you, yeah. you could you. I mean, you rage on the road. And yeah, we've over just stupidity. it's just we've got this incredible double standard. But unfortunately, that double standard is being placed by the majority. The majority is going to win this. Yeah, I I also think it's super interesting to um to to come to a to to be in two different areas that are such different population sure. sizes um because i will ride on any busy street here in spokane and it's going to be like a slow day in portland um and it it's i don't know if this is um how everybody here feels but i think um i mean dad when we were in portland like what was your feeling riding on highway 30 
I didn't like it because I'm so gun shy and expecting every car to pass me or a truck to pass me and throw a hamburger at me or a, a cigarette out in my fucking face. But but the more I ride it with you, I've ridden that that highway with you probably five, six, yeah. seven, eight, nine times, and I'm getting to the point where it's like we're going to be okay, you know. Yeah. There was one moment I did remember riding with you that there was a semi taking up the shoulder and you went onto the sidewalk yeah. and I went wide. Mm-hmm. I went into the into the actual lane because I looked behind me and I didn't see anybody coming kind of a thing like that, but yeah. You know, it, it's just how we learn different defensive skills. That's what I think so interesting here is because like I wonder if in Spokane just as a specific example, um whether if 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 like there is more traffic, which there definitely is, like numbers have of the population yeah. have yeah. grown, obviously. But part of me wonders if there is a like a custom to it. You know what I mean? Like, are, is everybody who rides in Spokane so used to the amount of people that are here now, or is it something that feels new? So it feels like there are more drivers that are taking risks, and there probably are. I'm not I'm not like belittling anything of what you feel, but I think. It's just interesting because today when I rode, I rode on fairly busy roads voluntarily because I knew that I was used to it. I was not, I was not fearful or scared of drivers because I have that that sense almost. And when I was driving over here, not sorry, not to monopolize the conversation. No, you, you're not. But when we were driving here from Portland, um, I looked in the rearview mirror and without even, without even seeing a signal or anything, I looked to my girlfriend and I said, "They'll they'll be over here." And within three seconds, she said, "How did you do that?" And I was like, "It's you just know you develop a, that sense of yeah. understanding." And yeah. it's it's probably actually exactly what he said. There's a, a major group of people that have always ridden the trails, or always been on, you know, Zwift or whatever that don't have that um, skill, skill or mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I, I could not ride my bike for a number of years and ride through any city, and and as, I do what I do because I know what I'm supposed to do and, and follow my bike law and um, expect everybody around me to, you know, take care of me. Basically, if I'm riding on the forest for this right and I'm riding where I should be, that, that everybody's, you know, there's a lot of trust. I don't think I don't think new riders that have spent a lot of time on the trails or inside or in gyms have that level of comfort. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it, so wait, wait till we start racing. You're, wait, you're, people. you're clipping out, Carson. You're <laughs> clipping out, awesome. unfortunately, man. We, awesome. Yeah, we, we lost you there for a second. Max well, Headroom. All I'm, all I'm, I all I'm, what I'm saying is we're dealing with – it's kind of another topic, but we are going to deal here um, very quickly once group riding and racing starts again with people who have been doing nothing but Peloton and yeah. Zwift. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm who, you know, have very little or no experience riding around other people. And, um, and they're professionals now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Good point. <laughs> got a pro yeah. license. Yeah. yeah. Got a contract. And we've got a, and, and, and you know, I, I think, uh, I think Phil Guyman said it best on one of his videos. He's like, do not fuck this up. The rest of, he's talking to the rest of a cyclist. Mm-hmm. Do not yeah. fuck this up. 
we have all these people who suddenly want to do our sport. Do not go out there and ridicule people for the fact that they don't know how to take a pop or pull through, or they don't know that the wind is coming from the left, yeah. which way the echelon should go. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to deal with this shit, and probably a lot of people who don't know their ass from a hole in the ground, or they might be wearing their chamois backwards or something like that. Wow. Yeah. I never thought about headwinds and crosswinds as like, Unless you got a Paul bunch does. of fans, no, but unless you got a bunch of fans set up in front of your Zwift machine, you don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. have an idea. Well, somebody who doesn't know might that. be going, "Why is this so much harder when I'm I over didn't here?" Even think you about know? that. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So I mean, we can't but fuck this I, I up. I would like to add something about, and I agree. There's a couple of points that I'd like to touch. One, as a distractive drivers, there certainly was an increase, and in, and I'm not. This is again personal opinion. Um, and no scientific thing, but driving around, you could see somebody in front of you when I'm driving through town, they're on their phone. It was obvious. Yeah, they, oh, they're yeah. all over and yeah. stuff. I see that less and less, and I drive a lot because that's what I do through the day from one spot to the next. So I'm at least in Spokane, in my observation, which is not scientific, that I think that a lot of people are like a little wake-up call. Either they knew somebody, you know— it, it won't happen to me type of thing, but like as soon as that DUI. starts happening, yeah, like same thing. All of a sudden, yeah. people start backing off. I think just, there's still, obviously, <laughs> descriptive drivers. <laughs> just don't jack throw Like a DUI. Yeah, yeah. yeah that one no, time man, I, I know that one, buddy. I had a, I had a couple <laughs> Harvey wall bangers, and the next thing I knew, I was in a parking lot with my keys up my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're not in the ignitions. You can't give me a Sorry, DUI. officer. She's yeah. a little flooded. Yeah. <laughs> Please continue, Paul. But if you that's can. one. But I think also as as riders, riders on the road, and and I am very guilty of this when we get out in the boonies, is that we because we're in conversation. Yeah. And I'm not paying attention. Somebody has to go around. We're not really. Yeah, the state three, of Washington. Three or four abreast. You we're can no. go two. No, we're two yeah. by two. No, I yeah. know, but we're. Two. But and and the state law for Washington is you can go, uh, you know, uh, two abreast, but as far to the right as you feel deemed safe. So that's kind of, you know. And we always go shit. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't yeah. See but it, you, know, it, yeah. It, you know, there's miles and miles. It really isn't. It, it it really isn't a bother for them to come around us. No. But we are taking a whole lane. Yeah. They're passing like a car. Yeah. But still. For those people who who hate on cycling, that's just one more thing. So I got to be a little more conscious myself as an individual. Ride a little closer, or you know, listen. You know, maybe get a third eye. Some of the I can no. see that. Yeah. Some of the some of the you cars. mentioned Glenn Bunzelmeyer twice. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the cars are so quiet now that yeah. I can't hear. Well, maybe I'm just an old fuck. Yeah, I don't know, Jackson. Anyway. Do you hear the? I mean, I just was like. Well, it's my voice. I'm always doing this. That's (laughs) That's true. true. Sometimes you just you're you always got to be switched on. Sometimes you're just not always switched on. So it's like with that type of situation, sometimes you just can't. And it's no fault of your own. But yeah, Uh, but we are. Let's you know, as cyclists, let's you know, we we have in the state of Washington now we have the right to roll through a stop Mm -hmm. sign. Yeah, don't take that to the extreme. I think if if we do, everybody tries to do their part. I think we're at least. We're doing the right thing, and and that's where you can just ride your. We're gonna be the hated minority in this yes. case, oh, and well. and that's gonna be always a situation. So I guess to all, anybody listening to this show, understand that you represent the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get on my high horse here, but do we, but you do. If you piss off somebody and they swerve around you and you flip them off, 
I might be the next guy you're they the come up behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 your your job isn't to do that. I always make a point when you and I are riding to, when we're all riding together is if if we're single file or if, even if we're even if we're side by side, if there's a gap for a car, I intentionally will wave the car to come by. And then I'll give them also a thank you wave when they come by. And 95% of the time, that driver goes, thank you back to me. I get more waves from drivers than I do other cyclists going the other way. It pisses me off. Oh, I hate that mm-hmm. shit. Don't, I yeah. mean, if you're a we cyclist, should, wave to another fucking other cyclist. Show. And you, yeah. or, oh, at God, least, God damn or at least two fingers <laughs> off the off the brake levers in a wave thing. But don't do well, it like... But your pinkies. Don't do pinkies, it like, pinkies and yeah. rectums. Don't do it like... <laughs> you got to you gotta like lift your index fingers. Did you say pinkies and rectums? Yeah, we, we, that's we, a whole that new last week. Week. We, yeah. we, uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, You're the one that abandoned. said it. We coined the phrase. Yeah. I don't remember. I, wow. I, I patented it. Okay. I patented it. Right, okay. sure. <laughs> you pat? Right. Patented it. 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 Yeah. <laughs> hey, I ride on the white line. You guys, do you guys ride in that the gravel? That was going to be my last question of this. In the gravel? I don't ride in the gravel. Shoulder? Shoulder? Or just inside the shoulder? Or just on the line? Karsten? depends on the road i yeah. mean if there's a uh, in bend we have some really wide shoulders yeah a lot of you know bike lanes but if i'm way out in the county i'm riding just inside just inside the white line or just well on the because on the right side of the white line i don't know about you guys i want a car to have to go i have to pass, pass the cyclist now i don't want him to go i can get by and and yeah. you know speaking Man. of rectums <laughs> I it depends on the time pucker you know, it depends yeah, on the time yeah, yeah, of year yeah, yeah. if if they haven't uh, swept if they haven't swept the yeah, sure. the, the winter gravel yeah. and what what side of the state you're in some there's no gravel on the west side no you don't need it mm-hmm. nope no nope. No. not in portland either nope. they nope. just nope. sprinkle <laughs> the roads with gold dust and meth <laughs> <laughs> powdered heroin for me if when i ride um, i always try and if it's by myself, yeah. I if I can ride on the inside of the white line, if it's a busy area, I will. I don't like doing that when there's somebody behind me because sure. the no matter how and you're looking, you're like wait. In yeah. Spokane, that white line can suddenly disappear. Yeah, or be a gigantic or, or pothole. A pothole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and so I always kind of leave a little. I start either just on the outer edge of the white line when it's busy, um, but you know. Last yeah. last question on this topic, gentlemen. I'm going to offer to each and every one of you, and I expect a one word response out of each of you. <laughs> one word. Oh, no. If you had a 13 year old child right now that wanted to go out and be a road cyclist, would you feel comfortable sending that child out by themselves? Yes or no, Paul Maine? Yes. Jack Broadhead. I do have a 13 year old child. Um, <laughs> one fucking word, Jack. <laughs> would you do it? I'd be with them. You'd be with them. Yeah. Okay. Supervised. Yeah. Jack. Jackson Bulger, future father of America. Yep. They've got to get F-F-A. used to it. You do it. Just get out there, sink or swim. Yep. But little alone? Shit. alone? Don't come back until you've done the South Hill Loop, well, you little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Carson Hagen. Yeah. You would. Alone? Yep. Alone? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'd be worried as hell, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm that way. I think I... I was that. that way, and it, yeah. it, you know, and your mom and I had serious like, oh fuck, okay, okay. Your mom's a worrier, and she knows she's a worrier, and I'm not exposing her on the podcast, but she is a much bigger worrier than I was, and it, it bothers her. I think it still bothers her today. 
When I leave every day, when I leave, I say goodbye to my wife, and she says the same thing. It's a, it's a, it's a ritual. It is a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. You're the Catholic one. It's a routine. No, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, when people have their traditions or whatever it is, safety traditions, kind of a thing like that. I'm missing the word because I'm a fucking idiot. But it is. She always says, "Okay, I love you. Be careful. Have fun." She has to say that before every race. It's an before OCD every ride. thing. And I it's have like to have her say that. I have to have her say that to me, or I know that I'm going to be cursed. Back. Superstition. Superstition. Oh, that's I was going to say checklist. Uh, Superstition. Oh, checklist. That's yeah, a good it's word. kind of the same thing. So uh, I wouldn't let my wife do that though. Like I feel the you same wouldn't let your wife her. say God, be careful. No. You wouldn't no, let your wife go no, out for a mile yeah, and ride like, by herself. Yeah, I have a hard well, time that's with that. a whole other subject. I got control issues. <laughs> I have. I have. <laughs> I didn't say. I didn't say that pool. <laughs> I did not say a thirteen-year-old son. My wife's oh. older than thirteen. I, if it's a thirteen-year-old daughter, <laughs> that's such. See, and this is what's and wrong. We're going to get in trouble for this, I but I don't care. But, you know, it's, as as men protecting, it's not. It, it's not the whole men protecting women thing. Yeah, okay. it's, it's it's none of that. I think it's uh, fathers. I've but that is what I was saying. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I yeah. No, I get. I got yeah. what you meant. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, um, I mean, I've had this conversation with my girlfriend, and she unfortunately ha- has told me that she wouldn't feel comfortable going out. By them, by herself. It's it's not any four of us in this room or Karsten yeah. online's mm-hmm. fault. It's that's the unfortunate world that we live in. Yeah, and we're I mean we're Christ we're at the point. This is I'm getting off a little bit, but we're at the point where women don't feel comfortable with starting the straw at their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we yeah. that's stupid. So people will know. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, fucked. That's yeah. that's terrible. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, whole other episode for that. But that is another. <laughs> God, we got two more episodes. Hey, everybody, watch this with Professor Paul Main, brought to you by our friends at the Athletic Brewing Company. The irony of Paul's segment being brought to you by Athletic is right there. <laughs> friends, use the link at packfiller.com to explore great-tasting brew that is low in calories and less than 5.5% alcohol. My recommendation, try the Hazy IPA. Jack drank all of it all last of it. week. Yep. Or get in on the Two Trellis Pilot Brew. Two six-packs, free shipping if you get involved with that. So, Paul Main, Professor Paul, it's zero time. We were given two links to enjoy. The first from the old school in 1973 and the most recent from 2018. Um, the two, it's the tale of two stages, the tale of two 19s. Um, the listener is first... If they did their homework, their listener's first question for Paul is going to be, why do you keep showing us all this old shit? <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it, it, well, there is some similarities yeah. and a little bit of differences. And that, and, and where yeah. we've come, obviously, you could look at the bikes. Um, the big thing for me was the gears that they had to push up those hills, the same hills that they do now. Unbelievable. Yeah. But you had to because the thing is, is you had five in the back. You had to keep that close, and they only had a 42 and probably ran uh, – 23 was like a uh, – yeah. 23 was a badge of shame. Well, not, well Campy new record was – I think he could go up to a 26. That I mean, because of the way yeah. the cage design and everything. So, I don't know. Maybe some guys ran that. But if you went from a 26, that means you had to run a 15 – because of the gear the spread was yeah terrible. too much. It's like yeah. riding that bike. I rode. Okay. So these guys still. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, you look so down. <laughs> he seems a little down. I'm worried today. about you, buddy. I'm good. I'm good. All right. All right. Cheer up, there, Boogaloo. So, but nevertheless, the team tactics <laughs> are pretty much the same. Yeah. 
I mean, you look when Fuentes attacks, uh, you know, Moltini comes up to the front, yeah. and they're they're chasing him down. That's that's Moltini was what Ineos yeah. is today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then you look at Froome's breakaway, and nineteen is a crucial crucial stage, and uh, yeah, and also yeah. I wanted to bring just to show those two differences, but I also wanted to bring that Simon Yates has. <laughs> something to prove yeah just this year. A, yeah just a bit yeah. that explosion yeah. oh yeah. my god but he was he went so full gas what he went three stages i mean prior yeah. to that he was but i think it's interesting the crowds still have back when there could be crowds yeah which is kind of enjoyable too but they both i mean that fervor is still there i mean from 1973 to 19 or 2018 the yeah to I, I correct me if I'm, I'm and I don't know if I'm way off base here, but does it seem like for for me I would much I don't know why, but I would much rather enjoy following the Giro if I was in Europe there every day with a with a caravan, you know, driving around stuff like that. The tour just seems like it's so big, it's so out of control. Your chances—I hate crowds anyway—so your chances of getting to see stuff up close would be lessened. Does the Giro seem more romantic, or is it just yeah. me? I yeah. think so. I think there's less of uh, an American press force around it, um, yeah, as there is with uh, uh, the tour. I mean, Christ, an American broadcast service is sending it to our televisions every single day, and mm-hmm. you it's don't five get that. Star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tour. but you don't get that with the Giro. So I think there is more of a romanticism about it because it seems exotic and exclusive almost. Yeah, the Italians yeah Italy seems... is is a beautiful country, yeah. and they really do use that to the and some of the most dramatic pictures we we find in in cycling. If you go back Andy to history, Andy Hampson, and the Gavia, and well, even you know, like in 2010 or 11, stage nine or eight or something, where they they went on the white white roads in Tuscany, and it yeah. was, mm. you know, it was pissing down rain, and people are just covered in because uh, they have hot. They start sometimes when they hit down south, it's like mm-hmm. 80 degrees Fahrenheit, and then they're in the Dolomites and there's snow. You know, it's it's. And it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful country. I love that you're you know of this these old clips and these this old footage because I never knew this stuff exists. I honestly thought it was like Sunday in Hell, and and what's the other one? The, um, um, oh, uh, Stars and Water Stars and Water Carriers. Yeah. I thought that was pretty much it. You know, for for the, that had good quality footage we could gain access mm-hmm. to. And you're just like, no, oh, fuck, here, sit down. I'm going to send you one a week, <laughs> and it's it's been it's been great. Um, and I, I, no, I love that old shit. And I love that seeing, you know, I, yes, somebody's going to bust my balls for this. I didn't know that Cost was a sponsor all the way back then, you know, mm-hmm. in the 70s. And I, and then and seeing him all the way up through the Sean Kelly years and just the beauty of it. And, and this, and the, the, this, I don't want to say, yeah, simplicity of mm-hmm. it. The you know we only had five we only had five gears. Mm-hmm. Hey, you boys better hey, start boys. sweating. Yeah. Hey, you. But um, <laughs> but it's just I love seeing that stuff, and I think it's so cool, and uh, to appreciate the sport. And this is going to be the old man coming out to appreciate the sport. You almost you, you almost need a little sampling of this old stuff. Jackson, do you? I mean, do you appreciate this, or you're like, oh fuck, another old video by Paul? <laughs> no, I think it's um. 
it's interesting to look at, but I don't envy them in the slightest with yeah. their equipment lack and, of technology and and knees that will no longer <laughs> yeah. go upstairs after some time. But yeah. Yeah. you're just you're making fun of me. Not making fun of you. <laughs> My knees grind when I go upstairs. <laughs> they do. Yeah. They make that sound. Speaking of which, uh, Carson, you, you need to go betty bye, man. You, you sleepy there, Pookie? We haven't talked to him in a while. It's it's really loud outside the trailer, and you guys are always giving me shit about my no cooking hey, and clanking. I want to say this. I want to say this specifically for Carson Hagen. My friend, this is the quietest. I am not calling you the diva anymore. I am taking that off the table. Hear it now. Karsten is no longer the diva. I'm going to have to come up with another name for you because, you, dude, I saw you. I've been watching you. You're on my screen as well as thousands the over of thousands others. of people who are yep. watching this show. But um, but uh, you you were moving around. You were like, I got to get inside. I got to go over here. I got to do that. I, I take back. A good third of the shit I say about you when you're not around. <laughs> a good third. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. But you can still call me the diva because I like he it. He likes Oh, it. you do like it. Well, then I'm definitely not calling Spoken you the diva. like a true right, diva. Right, 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 right. Puts him in Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. All right, you guys. We're at, oh, fuck, we're an hour 38. You guys, um, uh, okay, we have our picks in. And for every listener out there who tunes into this show thinking it's going to be Voldemort but finding out that it's so much better, um, pick your picks and send them to me either via email or on our super secret Facebook page. And uh, we'll see how shit goes, man. It's going to get interesting. And I got a slew of prizes that are going to go out. And the people in this studio... And and in their trailers in Oregon aren't eligible for these prizes. So if you're one of those people who are playing along and Paul beats you by points, don't worry about it. You still want it. You still want it. Okay, there we go. Uh, Carson Hagen in Oregon, in your camper. Thank you, sir, for being a part. Anytime. Uh, Jackson Bulger, thank you for being in person. Finally, it's good to be here. Paul Maine, as usual, thanks for being here. Thank you. Jack Broadhead, I hope you're going to be okay, man. I'm worried about you there, Sparky. It's good to hear your voice, Karsten. <laughs> he didn't even acknowledge you. He didn't. Uh, no. He hasn't made eye contact with no. you the whole fucking show. That's not true. He's like, you're dead. No, he did. okay, you're right. You did just now. I'm Pat Bulger. I'm Pat Bulger, you guys. Thank you. We'll catch you next week. And the year will be underway. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.